For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 706 on today's Entrepreneur. Welcome to this program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. Hello, Josh. Hello. How are you this week? Excellent, thank you. Great. Before we get to uh, our uh, our profiles for the evening, I do want to talk about uh, some business news, as we'll, we'll, we'll tend to do, to do off the top of the program. And, uh, of course, there was one gigantic business story today, mm-hmm. and that was uh, the sale of the Sun Media newspapers to Post Media for $300 million and change, uh, which was uh, substantially less than they were worth some years ago. What's your take on, on this uh, on this big deal? I mean, are we seeing really uh, uh, the, the sort of the final hurrah of, of the newspaper business in Canada? Well, I, I think it comes back to a lot of times when we talk about the show, because we always bring it back to the entrepreneurial level. And Quebecor, of course, is a multinational or certainly much larger than, than your average entrepreneur. But the reality is they have to look to the future. So when they're selling off their newspaper print, that's because newspaper print, as many people believe, uh, myself included, is not going to last forever. And it's going to be very digital and it's going to become very wireless where all this information is going to get pushed to mobile devices. So for Quebecois to shed uh, or to, I guess, strategically sell uh, this part of its of its business, I think, might make sense in the long term as they look to reinvent themselves, as we say very often on the program. And uh, certainly, there's some talk about them needing uh, perhaps some capital to fund their the Videotron Wireless uh, expansion to Canada, which is still, I guess, they're still waiting on on C- the CRTC for that. Um, but uh, but that's an interesting business as well. It could uh, a marketplace that could become more crowded. Uh, again, it's 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 all about where do they look ahead. You you got to take your experiences from the past and apply them going forward. You got to feel maybe a little. You got to maybe go a little bit out of their comfort zone, which is very much new, newspaper, and go into this digital, the wireless. So actually, they're already there, but even more so. That's where they got to concentrate their efforts and not not be stuck in in the dark ages, if you will. Elsewhere, I want to get to a couple of uh, big retailers. Uh, First, Staples is uh, closing stores across Canada, including, I think, at least one or two here in Montreal. Um, What is is going wrong with Staples? Well, I I don't know exactly what's going wrong with Staples, but certainly... Or Bureau en Gros, of course. uh, Nous sommes au Québec. Uh, But uh, definitely, you know, A, I guess they take advantage of the start of the school year and push all their all their products you know they sell a lot of a lot of those to the students but the reality is businesses are using less paper they're using less of these products yes the students and as we'll get to there's a whole bunch of uh, of services and products that they use to to, to tur- tutors being uh, certainly among them but from a product standpoint it's a lot of wireless it's a lot of pdf documents it's a lot of paperless uh, and and so when staples has its chunk of its business in paper products the business is going to is going to i guess decline somewhat so it's not a sign, perhaps, that there's a uh, a reinvigoration of small businesses at the expense of big box stores. Uh, no, I I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just a question of the the changing technological times, and for businesses to really recognize what they do well, what they did well in the past, and what they realize they can't continue to do well, or what they have to change themselves into going forward. And maybe Staples or Bureau en Gros will pick up a little bit more on the electronics or technology side. But, of course, then you start competing against other large uh, large stores out there. And speaking of other large retailers, uh, the department stores have been in trouble for a long time, and Sears is up for sale. 
Well, Sears, uh, Sears, uh, I guess, uh, between Canada and U.S., and some people have read this uh, in the paper. I think there was something in the Gazette last week where, uh, you know, Canada is going to separate itself from from the U.S. or the U.S. is going to divest itself of its Canadian operations. And that will pose interesting. Uh, Canada's uh, retail operation in Sears, you know, won't be as closely linked to their to their big brother or mother. And they're going to have challenges. Uh, Sears, as I'm sure many wholesalers uh, and distributors know, it's uh, it's not always easy to get credit on Sears. Certainly these days, the the, the Quebec entrepreneur is realizing that if you have uh, accounts receivable insurance for Sears, it's either dropping or completely eliminated, at least in the last week. Uh, yet they still have a lot of buying power, yet they still reach a lot of consumers. They still have hundreds of millions of dollars of sales. The question is, for how long? And I think the entrepreneur just has to protect themselves in this environment. 710 on uh, CJAD 800. Let's get to our profiles this evening on today's Entrepreneur and welcome into studio uh, Daniel German and Derek Hogan of A Plus Tutorials. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. So we start with a really simple question for Daniel or Derek. Uh, Tell us, uh, what is A Plus Tutorials? What do you guys do? And how long have you been doing it? Uh, A-plus tutorials, we're an educational uh, tutorial service. We've been doing this since uh, 2011. This is when we started, uh, Derek and I. Uh, What we do basically is that we cater towards the university CJEP level students, helping them prepare for their exams. Uh, We offer various types of services, uh, one-on-one private tutoring, small group sessions, more or less getting the students comfortable with the material that they're struggling with and showing them every step of the way, basically how to understand the material uh, in a very uh, easy manner. Were you guys tutors yourself when you were going through school? I mean, wh- where did you see this need? What was the, where, where did the light bulb go off? Uh, we weren't tutors. I speak for myself. I wasn't a tutor myself. Uh, I wasn't Derek. a tutor either. Uh, so we, we saw the need that uh, when we were students ourselves, w- when we did need help for specific classes, where would we go? We didn't really see that there was uh, a specific tutoring location. There was always friends who offered tutorials, but not a really business, uh, business set that w- we can go to and seek that help. So I'm sure we, we both knew that we weren't the only students, individuals in that situation, Let's go ahead. Let's take advantage of this niche and basically go on and expand into it. And I've heard of organized uh, tutoring facilities for younger kids, but you sort of have a, an older demographic, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. So we, like I said, our primary market is the CJEP Down University students. Uh, at this age, the students really, uh, they, they, they know what they need to do to basically get their degree. So they're going to go take the initiative for that extra tutorial help. Uh, to make sure that they do increase their GPA, that they do get that highest possible grade. So when they come to a class that they've never really seen before, not a generic math class or science class, it's something more advanced, then that's where we come in. We have our tutors who've recently completed these classes. They've completed them, completed them with high grades. They understand the material. And right there, that's an easy way for uh, our company to then go helping these students, again, understand the material more clearly and uh, and prepare themselves more easily for their exams to come. So you, you came into the market, you saw a need. What was step number one? What did you have to determine first before you even, you know, set out the word on the street that you're offering tutor services? What was really those first couple of steps that were important? Uh, we focused mostly on infrastructure. We saw there was a bunch of mom and pop shops around and some individuals on Craigslist and stuff like that. 
we wanted to focus on being the best in the business, so we focused on branding, nice logo, good name, good course material, office space, prime tutors, nice desks, nice TVs. We wanted to make sure that everything A to Z was professional, and when students were walking in, they got the feeling right away that they weren't calling someone else up on Craigslist or Kijiji. They were actually going to a real company that knows what they're doing, and they could get the professional service they were looking for. So a little bit of formality to the process when the, I guess, the tutoring world was, I guess, not not fraught, but filled with so many one-offs or individuals just kind of throwing their services out there. Yeah, we want to bring professionalism and reliability. And I think, Dan, you know, when we, when we sit and talk with uh, many entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of them go with their gut and a lot of them, you know, just want to offer the service because they know that, that they're the best and they can be the best, but to bring a lot of planning to it and to bring a little uh, formality to that so that they can go to the market prepared. I think that's something that, uh, that these boys have, have seemed to have done very well. Daniel German and Derek Hogan of A Plus Tutorials are profiled this evening on Today's Entrepreneur at 7.15. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 720 on today's Entrepreneur, inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar and Fuller Landau's Josh Miller with you, and our guests this evening, Daniel German and Derek Hogan of A-Plus Tutorials. And when we were just leaving the program, it was it was about Derek and Daniel starting this business from scratch. But I, I got to think it's a, it's a really daunting task to say, well, we're going to tutor students, but where do we start? There are so many courses out there. There are so many uh, topics where do you start where did you start then and where are you today with what you offer um in 2011 Derek and I started just with accounting classes um then slowly uh we looked at JMSB okay in total John Molson School of Business what's the general programs that a lot of students are taking so we basically reached the top of the funnel the one where everybody at the beginning of their stages of education what they have to study and then from there, we got a little bit more specialized in the upper level classes because we don't just want to help a student at the beginning in their first, second semester. We want to help them all the way to graduate. So we start off with the management, the marketing, the accounting, the finance, the arts, mathematics, uh, those programs there, sciences as well, engineering. Um, and then just built from there, just built our foundation at the top of the funnel and then slowly but surely just kept the... Uh, uh, acquiring demand for the higher classes because the students, it, they saw the, the advantage of using our services. Okay, now Derek, let's go look at another, you know, uh, the upper level, the next tier, the next tier, and here we are. And I, I guess, you know, it certainly takes a, a strong skill set to manage it, but I presume your, your service is as good as your tutors. That's so what, so how, do, how do you find them? Where do you get them? That's what makes our company... A-plus tutorials. We're called A-plus for a reason. We help those students get those A-plus grades, right? Uh, our tutors, a lot of them, um, a lot of our tutors nowadays are hired internally through referrals. Uh, we know, uh, our tutors know what we're looking for, know the, the the quality of standard that we're looking for, and obviously we don't want to, they don't want to jeopardize their own image as well. So we hire a lot of our tutors internally, but a lot of it also, I mean, they see our ads around campuses. Uh, they hear about us through friends, word of mouth, um, friends of ours. I mean, people just want to join the tutoring industry. If you, if you uh, have a knack for helping out other people, and you did a, and you did uh, you did really well during your um, 
during your school years i mean this job's for you more or less when you when you first started looking because right now i mean you you have a few years under your belt people know you but when you first came out was it difficult to find good tutors and did your vetting process change i guess over the last couple of years um, we always knew the quality of tutors that we were looking for. Uh, it is a rigorous hiring process. It's not just, okay, you come in here, you tell me you did great in this class, and then, okay, here's tomorrow, come meet uh, John in this class. Uh, so there are different steps to our hiring process. Um, and, I mean, from from the beginning, like I said, we, we, we as Derek mentioned actually earlier, is that we knew the quality that we were seeking right off the bat. So uh we we had exactly our expectations for for our tutors we went out there we did the interview process and basically they we know we know they're they're qualified it's one thing managing the courses and hiring the people but now you got to work on your schedule and make sure everything is is smooth and running so when we come back from the break we'll touch a little bit upon that daniel german and Derek kogan of a plus tutorials are guests this evening on today's entrepreneur For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back. Daniel German and Derek Kogan are with us from A Plus Tutorials, and uh, they run a tutoring center geared towards CJEP and university students, Josh. And we, well, just before we left the break, we're talking about so many courses, so many tutors, uh, uh, must be an absolutely astronomical schedule to manage. Maybe a little bit less so at the beginning, certainly a lot more now. Uh, perhaps you can, I guess, take us through it a little bit. How do you manage that schedule, uh, whether it's online or off? And, uh, and what's maybe next? What have you learned from that process over the few years that you've been in business? Uh, we built a good software backbone for all our tutors where we manage all the availabilities and all the classes. So anytime there's an inquiry for a student to get tutored, it will go into a database where basically a tutor could grab what their availability is and say that they're going to be able to do that class. We also have, obviously, students that have gained to like certain certain tutors, so we try and match them up. You know, they have a direct communication link to get in touch with each other as well. Um, the toughest challenge is scheduling the crash courses, which are our big in-group sessions because it has to be at a proper length and it has to be at a proper time before the actual class takes place for midterms and finals. So those we do based off of the school university schedule of when the two, when the finals and midterms actually take place. So we first wait to get to see when the times come out from the universities and then we base it around that. Crash courses, I presume, is exactly what everybody thinks. It's you know cramming in just before the exam to make sure that hopefully they can get the best the best results. Yeah, it's an eight to twelve hour session split over two days that basically summarizes the whole course load up into that point, and it comes with a big course booklet which would explain you and have practice examples. Did you start this at the beginning of A Plus Tutorials? Is this only a more recent? No, that's on? that's been that's been our agenda and our main goal since the beginning. It's basically to cram into us quick session, everything you need to know to succeed. And the, the software that you're referring to, did you also have that right at the beginning or did that get developed? Uh, like any software out there, it develops <laughs> over time. It keeps building features and new ideas that come to play. But um, we started with a good software to begin with. You ever get worried? I mean, you're, you, have, you must maintain good relationships with your, the people that are tutoring. Um, I guess ever... Do they ever bypass you, or do you keep tabs on them so closely? Uh, is it what's what's your trick in staying close with them? We have uh, we have contracts with all our tutors, and all 
all engagements between the client and and the tutor are done at our facilities. So when you're when you're bringing on a new tutor, you're basically signing a contract with them. Correct. After they pass the verification process that they are qualified to tutor, yes. Now you you you're located in Montreal, correct? Yes. Are there other locations that you have as well? We do offer our services uh, outside of Quebec and Ontario. We offer uh, in Ottawa and as well in Toronto. There's multiple universities uh, there that we do offer these same services for. So, um, yeah. It, it sounds like a bit of a challenge. And, and certainly when you're dealing with all these tutors and all the courses, and now you're dealing with several locations, that's got to be some uh, interesting management skills that you have to take. And certainly the software helps. When we come back uh, from the breakdown or after, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about managing remote locations and how they've been able to do it and what they've learned along the way amongst of course how they've been able to market their services in the in these last few years today's entrepreneur continues with daniel german and derek hogan of a plus tutorials at 7 30. for professional advice with a personal touch consult fuller landau chartered accountants and business advisors click on flmontreal.com 7.35 on Today's Entrepreneur. Welcome back. This is a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guests this evening, Daniel Gurman and Derek Kogan of A-Plus Tutorials. And uh, they're a tutoring company. They work with uh, CJEP and university students. And uh, it's interesting, Josh, because uh, I wonder, actually, I'll put this to Daniel and Derek. You are expanding into other markets. Have you noticed that there's a difference between sort of maybe the Ontario market and here in Quebec? Is there one market uh, that has maybe, un unfortunately, maybe a little bit more growth potential than the other? Um, I, no, I believe every, every market, every university, there are students out there who need to be tutored. Um, it's just a matter of how we approach it and show them our unique service that we have. Almost everybody out there knows what one-on-one -on -one private tutoring is. Okay, you're going to help me understand my material, but the unique part is these exam preparation crash courses that are held a couple weeks before their exams. So when we go into these new markets, we... Uh, the way that we advertise it, we properly show what this type of service is, the benefits of it, who's going to be tutoring them. And then basically that's where they're like, oh, my God, how come I didn't think of this? I need this type of service. Where's the number? And before we get into the marketing, I'm just kind of curious. You, I mean, you have three locations. It's only two of you. Uh, I'm sure you have an uh, employee or two. Uh, how do you manage these locations remotely? Uh, we, before entering any new market, we, uh, Derek and I both go into that location. So let's say Ottawa, for instance, uh, we do look out first. We, we seek, let's say hiring managers. Um, we go into that market, we go, we do interviews, same thing. Okay. Go back, uh, come back to Montreal. We think about it. We look through our candidates and then, okay, final decision. Let's go back down there and then go through the whole process, expectations, the walkthrough step-by-step -step through the universities, uh, let them come here to Montreal to see how our operations work and an idea. Um, and and that's more or less it. And from a maintenance standpoint, do you have to go back? Like once you have all that set up and you got a, this great network, do you find there's that you have to go back relatively often or not? Just, that just like anything at the beginning, you got to make sure that uh, it is uh, being operated properly. So I go back by uh, by monthly. Uh, just to make sure everything's set in place, I, I do daily uh, daily follow-ups with all the managers in the different locations. Again, we have our task list at the beginning of the semester, what has to be done uh, in accordance to where we are in the semester. And going forth from there, just, uh, yeah, constant communication is key. Once you, once you lose the communication barrier, who knows what could happen. 
Now, speaking of communication, let's let's get on to the absolute the topic of marketing, which must absolutely feed your business. What did you guys do? Is say step one when you first started your business versus what are you doing today? Step one, we were focusing a lot on in-person marketing, whether it be street promotions, whether it be direct contests to consumers. Um, we've done some online as well, but you know, I wouldn't say that our marketing plans really changed. I'd say it's actually the exact same. We just expanded our reach. We focus a lot on online advertising, whether it be on Google, Facebook, KGG, Craigslist. We focus a lot on on in-person advertising. So we do a lot of cross promotions with local restaurants and student dives. Uh, we do a lot of in-school marketing. We so that means we're sponsored and affiliated with a lot of the a lot of the organizations, a lot of the a lot of the activities on school campus. Really, we just try and get ourselves in with with anything student related in the student mind frame. I'm not sure if you if you measure your marketing efforts or not, but at least did you get a feel of what maybe worked better or what didn't work as well over these last few years? Yes, everything is tracked with whether it be contests or coupons. We try and give back a savings to whoever uses one of our one of our deals so we could actually measure exactly the success rate. So whether it be online with Google, we could see with analytics and all the different statistics that the online world offers, or whether it be in person, we offer a coupon code that we could track to see the the results. And did any of them stand out as doing one better than the other? Do coupons work better than just the, the Facebook posts or whatever whatever you're working on? Honestly, like anything else, our best marketing has been to give the service for free to try it. And yeah. we offer that a lot to newcomers. Yeah, so that, and you, you still offer that today? Um, we do at certain times for certain promotions. Like we just had for McGill Frosh, we were doing, we were doing your first crash course free for midterms if you were a first time new coming student. Now, you mentioned, you know, offering this for free. It kind of raises a question of pricing. When you came into the market and you're brand new to the market, although I'm sure you did a little bit of your research, how did you determine your pricing? And is that strategy work for you or did you have to adjust it in the few years that you've been around? We wanted to charge. We, it was about meeting the, the middle line of where you can offer a good enough service and give a good enough price. So we knew where the individual guys from the street were at and obviously we couldn't compete with them so we were a little bit above it but we were trying to stay as competitive as possible and when it comes to our crash course which is the main core of our business we figured out what most people would be comfortable about and we figured the 13 to 15 dollar an hour range for a group session with a course pack was good enough value to bring people in as long as they were getting the quality service and everything we promised in advance and that that strategy or that pricing is pretty much you've left constant through it the last few years yeah from from start all the way till now till for as long as we see it we're going to be keeping this pricing structure do you think you would get a lot of pushback if you start say raising your prices deal with inflation so you know the changing times do you think you would get a lot of pushback is that something you guys discuss at all uh we have we we see the effects a to z because we have promotions always so we have early early sign up bonuses as it comes closer, it goes gets more expensive. Certain classes, which are more advanced, are more expensive. Um, no, we don't really see a pushback. We think that you know around the thirteen dollar to fifteen dollar an hour mark, there's really nothing else you could do that compares to our service. 
Now, when you're talking about pricing and, and doing your research, you must look at the competition. I'm sure you did at the beginning. Like, how closely do you keep tabs on your competition, I guess? Every day. <laughs> uh, easy, to, easy to do so, I guess. So you, you, you really try and pick apart what they're doing. I presume a lot of it is, is online, as, as you guys are. It's part of my morning routine. <laughs> so can you, can you elaborate a bit on that a bit? Uh, what, do you, what do you do uh, to, to keep up on the competition, and what do you think you do better than them? Uh, we look daily on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We look at their actual websites. We speak to students about what's going on. We speak with student organizations. We're part of every email list of all the competitors. Now, this is, I guess it's a seasonal business. Would you call yourselves a seasonal business? It's not 12 months of the year. It's 12 months a year, but the business is pretty much driven between the normal school period. So during the summer, there will be students enrolled to school, but this, the enrollment rate is much smaller. Now, with seasonal businesses come ups and downs of cash flows. You've had to, I presume, learn to manage these cash flows, or has it come naturally to you? It's been a learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything that you've, you've learned that, you, that perhaps you'd like to share? Like, what was your biggest, uh, I guess, eye-opening moment or realization factor? Um, when it's about to get slow, make sure you're prepared for the slow time because you'll always hope that it will be better, but it's, it's always slower than you expect. Always, yeah. Do you think you guys, I mean, I guess you, do you train yourself to plan a, a little bit further ahead now versus perhaps when you first started three years ago? It, it's very much routine now. So every year goes through the same process. We know exactly what to anticipate at the end of, let's say our, uh, our winter semester, as we slowly get into a little bit of a dip. But again, those dips, it's not only that it's slow time, it's also time for us to look back on our last fall and winter semester. What could we do now to improve it? Weaknesses, strengths, et cetera, for the business. Now, you, you guys, you, you sound like you have your strengths and weaknesses. Do you guys complement each other well? And do you guys agree or disagree with each other usually? Uh, Daniel takes the lead on day-to-day -day management. I try and focus more behind the scenes with the marketing and the web infrastructure. But we do uh, we do constantly communicate. I mean, we were friends before this anyway. So uh, there are obviously are times anyway with partners, whether you're friends or not friends before, that you are going to disagree on some uh, on some ideas. But in the end, that's that's what business is: what works and what doesn't work. And uh, we always find a mutual understanding what's better for the business, and then we move forth on that. So how do you work it out if you have a disagreement? Flip a coin. We uh, both we way. both don't like doing what the other one doesn't like to do. So it actually works out perfect. <laughs> All right, uh, Daniel uh, German and Derek Hogan of A Plus Tutorials. After the break, we'll bring in Kevin Ammerman uh, to talk some IT and uh, particularly tools to help you manage uh, people, to manage your workforce. So that's coming up on today's Entrepreneur 745. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants, and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to today's Entrepreneur, inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Dan Delmar and Josh Miller of Fuller Landau with you. And our profiles this evening, Daniel German and Derek Hogan of A-Plus Tutorials will have their piece of advice for today's Entrepreneur coming up. But first, uh, Kevin Ammerman, IT consultant at Fuller Landau, is back with us. Hey, Kevin. Hello. So we're going to talk now about uh, uh, IT, but specifically when it comes to HR. And, you know, we were talking earlier in the program about managing the staff and managing your human resources. And as I'm sure that there are plenty of tools that they've developed uh, for themselves, what are the, maybe we can talk and turn to Kevin and say, well, really, what are the tools out there? What should entrepreneurs keep in mind when they're thinking about managing their people? 
Well, this is one of the things we see our, uh, a lot of our clients, they've run into a bit of a gap. So they're, they're, they, their staff grows and grows and grows and they, they sort of try to maintain the core uh, HR information about them in terms of, you know, uh, date of employment and that kind of thing. But a lot of people don't keep real good records of the competencies of their employees. And when new questions are, arise or new opportunities present themselves, sometimes they're left scrambling a little bit uh, because they don't have this database of the capabilities of the people that they work with. And now they probably have these employee files that are manual and trying to keep all the notes from past evaluations and, and promotions and all that. But surely there are tools online that can facilitate this. Uh, there are online tools and even, even more so possibly integrated right with the software that they already have. So some accounting packages, being that they're already dealing with payroll and stuff like that, they keep this HR information right in the accounting package. And in, in some cases, they can be extended so that they, they ha have a lot more features than, than, uh, than, than the owners of the software really know about. Uh, there's, there's a lot of tools that they can use there that they've already paid for and they're just not leveraging yet. Are there, I mean, are there many options out there for this? Um, it's a little bit of a limited market. So you got to sort of look at what you've got in hand and then see if you, you can use that or if you have to turn to something web-based or, or maybe an add-on solution. Um, but we found that it really does pay off, um, especially uh, dealing with... Uh, a, a wide range of employees. If you're dealing with a lot of employees, uh, something to really good, keep a good, good handle on them really does pay off. And you, you can go either way. You can go with the, the pre-built solution or you can build something from the ground up that really does suit your industry. Uh, but you've got to take a look at sort of what your needs are and then go from there. I guess it all, some of it boils down to, well, how many people are you and how much do we really need to spend on software or how much time will it save if we actually add this on? If you're, if you're only five people, it's one thing. If you're 55 people or 155 people, well, then you're certainly getting to a different realm. And it really depends on the range of competencies that you have to deal with. For example, if it's tutoring courses or something like this where, where you may have a hundred different courses that you're offering information on, uh, it's sort of a different thing than if you're uh, a carpenter or something like that where, where most of your employees sort of do have the same set of competencies. And then it's a question of scaling, right? You know, does the system or, or program you can deal with X number of employees? I know uh, you guys, uh, Derek and Daniel, when you were kind of building your system, do you keep did you keep into your in mind the scalability of it and do you think it's i won't say limitless but you can add quite a bit to it anything web-based when you're starting off you got to put scalability in mind if not you're going to end up with a software you need to start from zero again with and and i think that's uh i think scalability is is very important not i mean listen you're using a tool you don't want it to run out of steam right just of like course. you don't want any any people to run out of steam and uh, certainly when you're talking about human resources and you're dealing with information systems and keeping things online or, or in data well there's certainly some privacy issues to come into play as well so when we come back from the break we'll talk a little bit about uh, this week in data loss as i think <laughs> kevin liked to put it and see uh, see how maybe some of the companies out there are being affected and ask kevin about my least favorite tech term the cloud <laughs> That's coming up at 7.53 on Today's Entrepreneur. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 
7.56 on today's Entrepreneur. Our guests, Daniel Gurman and Derek Hogan of A Plus Tutorials and Kevin Armerman is here talking about uh, IT and uh, systems to help manage people. And uh, when it comes to implementing IT systems, whether it's for people, payroll, anything else, um, a lot of there are a lot of solid free options out there. I'm actually exploring some of them myself, but a lot of them are cloud-based, and that sort of makes me nervous. Uh, do, should I feel a bit more comfortable putting my stuff on the cloud, which is, I guess, tech speak for someone else's computer? Uh <laughs> you know, it's a little bit more than tech speak from someone else's <laughs> computer. Uh, hopefully, there's a lot of people looking out for it, and that's that's sometimes a good thing and sometimes a bad thing. So, uh, generally speaking, cloud-based stuff does have a lot more eyes on it at any given time, um, a lot more people looking out for problems and preventing problems. So, if you're comparing to somebody who's got a server in-house or even just keeping stuff on your own computer, um, if that computer breaks, you're in big trouble. Um, unless you've got you know somebody watching over it to make sure the backups are done and things like this. So yes, the cloud can offer another layer of security that really, really helps out, um, but it comes with risks, being a bigger uh, target, of course. Um, so you gotta balance that out. Uh, if the stuff that you're trying to store really is sensitive, you should look at adding encryption on your own. Um, that gives you an extra layer of protection. And then make sure you're using a good password and look out and watch the news for any data breaches and things like this and be prepared to uh, Cover yourself if anything goes wrong. Anything recent? And uh, as, as we just before we get to uh, their one piece of advice uh, from Daniel and Derek, this week in data loss, is there anything that popped up? Well, it's only Monday, so we're still early. But last week's big news was uh, JP Morgan down in the States, uh, where uh, several million accounts were compromised. Uh, the, the, and it wasn't the, the financial, uh, it, there was no money stolen, but a lot of uh, uh, account holder information was lost. Um, this is the first big financial institution to really get hit at anything close to this level. And it follows hot on the heels of other big companies like Target and Home Depot that are getting hit one after another after another. So uh, up here in Canada, we haven't seen quite so much damage, uh, but I think that it's soon to come. Uh, we're a pretty big target up here too. And it really is important as individuals to make sure that we be cautious with our credit card information and especially with our passwords. Uh, that's something we can really control nicely. So uh, making sure to uh, try to use different passwords for different services really can protect you a lot. Mind your own privacy. Yes. As we get to the end of the show, we will uh, turn to Daniel and Derek and ask them, what would be your one piece of advice for today's entrepreneur? My one piece of advice uh, would be um, to do your homework, no pun intended actually, but uh, the before you get into anything, just do your due diligence, make sure you look at all aspects of everything because the last thing you want to do is uh, basically think something is too easy or just not the way you thought it would be, so save yourself the trouble, look at all angles of it, and you want to make sure something's done effectively and right. Just, again, do all your uh, due diligence beforehand, all your research, and that would be my uh, my one piece of advice. Excellent. Derek? Be prepared to work long and hard hours. If you're not prepared to put it in, it's a waste of your time. And Dan, I guess the takeaway I get uh, as, as we talk to these two partners in this new business is they do truly complement each other. When they're out there and you're you're putting partners together, it's you know you can you can both both go down the same path and have all the same knowledge, or you can really choose somebody that's a little bit uh, opposite from what your characteristics are, but more what your competency levels are, and make a good team. And uh, I think these guys uh, have done just that. Thanks, Josh. Thanks to Daniel and Derek of A Plus Tutorials and Kevin Ammerman, IT specialist at Fuller Landau. And Josh, we're off next week, but we'll be back uh, two weeks from tonight on today's Entrepreneur. The Exchange is next on CJD. It's 8 o'clock.